Welcome to episode 19 of the Dose of Joy podcast. I'm your host, Joy Huber. Thanks for being here and listening in. Exciting things are happening with this podcast. If you like the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page and check that every day, for I usually post a link that takes you right to the helpful information highlighted in the show, you may have seen I was on TV less than two weeks ago on CBS. I was on a TV show in my local area, and it was so much fun sharing the podcast and how it's helping so many others who are facing cancer or helping a loved one through a diagnosis and treatment. I also just did an interview that will be in some area newspapers soon, so I'm excited for that to come out. Finally, I've been a guest on not one, but two other podcasts recently, and that leads me to a question I'm getting now more frequently. I've been asked, do you ever take a break? The answer is yes, I will take a break, as we all need them. I've put out a new podcast every single week without fail, even throughout the entire holiday season of Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's for the last four months, so I will let you know when I'm taking a week off. Probably something this spring, as I was diagnosed with cancer March 24th, and I typically do something special to mark what I call my cancer-versary or anniversary of my cancer diagnosis. What I'll also do later this month is let you hear the other podcasts I've been on as a guest. So when you come to check out the new episode and you see it's very short, it will just be an intro from me. And in the show notes, I'll give you the link to click to listen into the show I guested on. This will let you hear the conversation, which will be a lot of fun. Both hosts ask such great questions, and it's been wonderful doing these interviews. Now, remember, if you want to have a discussion with me about your cancer, you can set that up by clicking on the link in the show notes to get to my Patreon account. It's also at the top of the Dosa Joy podcast Facebook page. You can choose your level of support for the show, and there's a couple options where you can have a conversation with me and even meet with me ongoing as you're going through treatment so I can continue to tell you about helpful resources just for you, tailored to the cancer you're facing and where you are in your treatments. And speaking of those Patreon show supporters, special thanks to an amazing lady, Joetta Carter-Jarecki, for her continuing support of Dose of Joy. That's one of the options you can choose. Support the show and hear your name in an upcoming episode. 
Earlier this past week, on February 4th, was World Cancer Day. According to worldcancerday.org, World Cancer Day was born on the 4th of February, 2000, at the World Summit Against Cancer for the New Millennium in Paris. The Paris Charter aims to promote research, prevent cancer, improve patient services, raise awareness, and mobilize the global community to make progress against cancer and includes the adoption of World Cancer Day. I'll share this specific page on the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page. Here's more information on the causes of cancer according to the worldcancerday.org website. Cancers can be caused by a number of different factors, and as with many other illnesses, most cancers are the result of exposure to a number of different causal factors. It is important to remember that while some factors cannot be modified, around one-third of cancer cases can be prevented by reducing behavioral and dietary risks. Here's some of those modifiable risk factors. These include alcohol. The evidence that all types of alcoholic drinks are a cause of a number of cancers is now stronger than ever before. Alcohol can increase the risk of six types of cancers, including bowel, colorectal, breast, mouth, and throat, liver, and stomach. Being overweight or obese, excess weight has been linked to an increased risk of developing different cancers. In general, greater weight gain, particularly as adults, is associated with greater cancer risks. Diet and nutrition. Experts suggest that diets and nutritional intake, particularly diets high in red meats, processed meats, salted foods, and low in fruits and vegetables, have an impact on cancer risks. Physical activity. Regular physical activity not only helps to reduce excess body fat and the cancer risks associated with this, but being physically active can help to reduce the risks of developing colon, breast, and endometrial cancers. Tobacco. Tobacco smoke contains at least 80 different cancer-causing substances, carcinogenic agents. When smoke is inhaled, the chemicals enter the lungs, pass into the bloodstream, and are transported throughout the body. This is why smoking or chewing tobacco not only causes lung and mouth cancers, but is also related to many other cancers. The more a person smokes, the younger they start, and the longer they keep smoking, 
all further increase the risk of cancer. Ionizing radiation. Man-made sources of radiation can cause cancer and are a risk for workers. These include radon, x-rays, gamma rays, and other forms of high-energy radiation. Prolonged and unprotected exposure to ultraviolet radiations from the sun, sun lamps, and tanning beds can also lead to melanoma and skin malignancies. Fair-skinned people, individuals with a lot of moles or who have a family history of melanoma or non-melanoma skin cancer are at highest risk. However, people of all skin tones can develop skin cancer, including individuals with darker skin. And workplace hazards. Some people risk being exposed to a cancer-causing substance because of the work that they do. For example, workers in the chemical dye industry have been found to have a higher incidence than normal of bladder cancer. Infection Infectious agents are responsible for around 2.2 million cancer deaths annually. This does not mean that these cancers can be caught like an infection. Rather, the virus can cause changes in cells that make them more likely to become cancerous. Around 70% of cervical cancers are caused by human papillomavirus, HPV, infections, while liver cancer and non-Hodgkin lymphoma can be caused by the hepatitis B and C virus, and lymphomas are linked to the Epstein-Barr virus. Now let's look at some non-modifiable risk factors or things you can't change. These include age. Many types of cancer become more prevalent with age. The longer people live, the more exposure there is to carcinogens or things that cause cancer, and the more time there is for genetic changes or mutations to occur within their cells. Cancer-causing substances, carcinogens, are substances which change how a cell behaves, increasing the chances of developing cancer. Genes are the coded messages inside a cell that tell it how to behave, i.e. which proteins to make. Mutations or changes to the gene, such as damage or loss, can alter how that cell behaves, making it more likely to be cancerous. Genetics. Some people are unfortunately born with a genetically inherited high risk for a specific cancer, a genetic predisposition. This does not mean developing cancer is guaranteed, but a genetic predisposition makes the disease more likely. 
For example, women who carry the BRCA1 and BRCA2, B-R-C-A, breast cancer genes have a higher predisposition to developing this form of cancer than women with a normal breast cancer risk. However, less than 5% of all breast cancer is known to be due to genes. So, Although women with one of these genes are individually more likely to develop breast cancer, most cases are not caused by a high-risk inherited gene fault. This is true of other common cancers where some people have a genetic predisposition. For example, colon large bowel cancer. The immune system. People who have weakened immune systems are more at risk of developing some types of cancer. This includes people who have had organ transplants and take drugs to suppress their immune systems to stop organ rejection, plus people who have HIV or AIDS or other medical conditions which reduce their immunity to disease. As I wrote on page 71 of my Cancer with Joy book, do control what you can. This applies to cancer prevention, too, as I know many of you listening are part of the support team for those facing cancer, serving as a caregiver or family and friends of a cancer patient. You want to know what you can do to prevent cancer in yourself and others around you. Think about if you're putting healthy food and drinks in your body every single day as you consider how much alcohol you drink and what your diet is like if it's filled with processed foods, change where you can to get more water, vegetables, and fruit in your diet, and stop smoking if you're using tobacco by using resources like smokefree.gov. I'll post the link on the podcast Facebook page to their free resources for quitting smoking. I stayed on this page for a while looking at the resources, and a live chat came up that I want to let you know about, too. It said, do you want to chat with a trained counselor about quitting? And I could click to get support immediately. I'll also share the link on the podcast Facebook page for Clear Horizons, a quit-smoking guide for people 50 and older. And since my last couple shows were advice when a child or teenager is facing cancer, let's cover what you can do to prevent cancer in kids. According to a webpage from the CDC, or Centers for Disease Control, cancer prevention starts in childhood. Just a few serious sunburns can increase your child's risk of skin cancer later in life. To protect their skin from the sun, they can stay in the shade, 
wear a hat, sunglasses, and clothing that covers their arms and legs, and put on broad-spectrum sunscreen that has an SPF of 15 or higher. Get your kids vaccinated against HPV. Human papillomavirus, HPV, is a common virus that is passed from one person to another during sex. It can cause cervical and other kinds of cancer. The HPV vaccine protects against the types of HPV that most commonly cause cancer. All preteens should get vaccinated when they are 11 or 12 years old. Teenagers and young adults through 26 years who haven't started or finished the HPV vaccine series should get vaccinated as soon as possible. HPV vaccination can be given starting at age nine years. This is all according to the Centers for Disease Control, and I'll share the link to this on the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page. Help your kids stay active and keep a healthy weight. Children who have obesity are more likely to become adults with obesity. Adult obesity increases risk of serious health problems, including cancer. You can help children develop healthy eating habits and stay physically active so they keep a healthy weight. The amount of physical activity children need depends on how old they are. Children who are three to five years old should be active throughout the day. Older children and teens should be active for at least an hour a day. And talk to your kids about smoking. Nearly nine out of ten people who smoke cigarettes first try them by age 18. Each day in the U.S., United States, about 1,600 youth smoke their first cigarette. In 2020, about one-fourth of high school students said they smoked tobacco. Talk to your children about why you don't want them to smoke. Smoke from other people's cigarettes, secondhand smoke, can cause serious health problems in children and adults, including lung cancer in adults who never smoked. Don't expose your children to secondhand smoke. For help quitting, I again encourage you to visit smokefree.gov. Up next, a common question I receive is what cancer screening should I receive and when? And remember, while I have a master's degree specifically in health communication and I'm professionally trained in coaching individuals, I'm not a medical doctor. I'll share a quick reference guide from the American Cancer Society and note it states on there, These recommendations are for people at average risk for certain cancers. Talk to a doctor about which tests you might need and the screening schedule that's right for you. 
It's a good idea to also talk about risk factors such as lifestyle, behaviors, and family history that may put you or your loved one at higher risk. The sheet as it reads today, since we know guidelines are subject to change, states, In the age 25 to 39 column, cervical cancer screening is recommended for people with a cervix beginning at age 25. In the age 40 to 49 column, Breast cancer screening is recommended beginning at age 45 with the option to begin at age 40. Cervical cancer screening is recommended for people with a cervix. Colorectal cancer screening is recommended for everyone beginning at age 45. And at age 45, African Americans should discuss prostate cancer screening with a doctor. In the age 50 plus column, it says breast cancer screening is recommended, cervical cancer screening is recommended, colorectal cancer screening is recommended. People who currently smoke or formerly smoked should discuss lung cancer screening with a doctor and discussing prostate cancer screening with a doctor is recommended. It also includes questions to ask a doctor like what cancer screening tests are recommended for someone my age. There's even conversation starters if you're trying to encourage someone else to go get screened. I know not everyone automatically goes to get screened like I do after going through stage 4 cancer. You could say things like, did you know there are tests that can catch changes in your body before they become cancer? Screening tests are used before a person has any symptoms to help find cancer early when it may be easier to treat. If you're worried about the costs of screening, I'll share some links on the podcast Facebook page, too, to find a health center with low-cost or free cancer screenings with no insurance required. Health centers are community-based and patient-directed organizations that deliver comprehensive, culturally competent, high-quality primary health care services to the nation's most vulnerable individuals and families, including people experiencing homelessness, agricultural workers, residents of public housing, and veterans. With this, I wrap up today's episode of Dose of Joy. If the show gave you new information and resources you didn't already know about, please leave a five-star review with positive comments wherever you're listening in. Also, tell someone you know about this show so they can listen in and catch up on all the previous episodes they're interested in. Contact the show at doseofjoypodcast at hotmail.com. And don't forget to like the Dose of Joy podcast page on Facebook. 
Until next time, I leave you with my heartfelt wish for a joy-filled life. I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna cry. The world is waiting here for me. I can do more than just survive. I wanna see how far I can go. Watch me put my heart in drive. I'm gonna live